Good evening, everybody. Hope everyone's doing fantastic today on this Friday night. Fantastic. Beautiful day outside. It's the What Would Jeff Do show. This is the lovely Joelle. My name is Jeff. We're with Solid Canine Training. It's a Q&A show. And what you do is, if you have a question, you just type it in. Joelle will read it. I'll answer it. A lot of the questions are on the um, how to stop spectrum. Um, so that's where the word punisher comes in. Punisher is not abuse. It's an actual proper term, actually. Apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. A lot of people are being lied to out there. Um, I talk about it all the time, about the misinformation um, and the force-free, um, which doesn't exist, but it's spouted community and the um, reward-only community. With reward only, we also train reward training, reward-based training. We train a ton of it, actually. I would say 95% of what we do is reward-based training, but it has its limitations. It doesn't stop things. And most people are struggling with stopping things like leash pulling and jumping and growling and biting and human aggression and dog aggression and resource guarding and fence fighting. Well, reward-based training doesn't stop that. The concept that um, the concept that uh, you can go through life and only learning what to do, but not to learn what not to do, is baffling, mm, isn't it? Even in a um, here's a great example, even with Joel and I. So Joelle um, makes dinner, and um, I made the mistake of, uh, and I know she, we always have leftovers, and I know that the protein that we cook, that she cooks, mm. she eats it for lunch the next day. I know this. I absolutely know this, and I always respect it. The other day, um, two days ago, actually, there was a leftover chicken thigh that she was going to eat for lunch. I knew that. But I thought it was already the second day of lunch, and it still was there. A lot of times, Joelle, who's not a big fan of, like, too much of a little leftover, it would be not unusual for her to be like, no, I'm not going to have that. So I had it. My mistake. It was only one day after. So she... Where are you going with that? She schooled me on the proper protocol for eating leftovers. So um, today, tonight, she's like, Jeff, this leftover chicken is my lunch tomorrow. And I'm like, thank you for telling me. I absolutely will not eat it. So she did not use a reward-based. Um, I will, I assure you, I will not get any rewards for not touching her chicken um, tomorrow. But if I do touch the chicken, I am sure I will have a punisher applied to me and I might even tip afterwards. So, but I can't imagine going through life, going through a relationship, which is what you're doing with your dog, building a relationship without saying this is acceptable, this is not acceptable. I can't imagine a couple with good communication saying, I like it when you do this, this I don't like. And yelling and screaming at your partner or at your dog 
is actually not how you do it. Now, obviously, you don't put shock collars on each other unless you're into S&M. You don't do that. But you because humans can actually rationalize and have conversations and talk. And some couples will just yell and scream at each other, which mm -hmm. is not the proper way to have a discussion on anything. And some people yell and scream at yell and scream at their dog. Well, in your family it is, but with us it's not. Um, um, uh, we both know that neither of us do well with that uh, uh, philosophy. Uh, we actually talk things out in a rational way, but we also like this is not acceptable. Um, also with your dog, but animals um, need to they understand. Um, a punisher, which doesn't always have to mean painful, but it doesn't always have to mean fearful, but those are powerful motivators. And for folks out there saying, oh, you train with fear. I'm like, yeah. Can we put it into some context, please? Like we need some context here. Yes. You should be afraid of biting a child. I will instill the fear into you that there will be a serious consequence if you bite anybody, but especially a child. If you get up onto the counter and eat food, yes, there will be a serious consequence. So you should be actually a little bit afraid of doing those unwanted behaviors. That doesn't mean your dog is walking around in fear, nor does it mean you are destroying the relationship with your dog. So you are lied Every, every step of the way with your dog from the vaccines you need to the food, to the medical care, to the training. You are just, a, just this industry is just filled with lie after lie after lie. So we're here to um, educate you. Can't educate you much about vaccines. Um, food, I can recommend raw food. I can, I can absolutely say kibble is shit. Um, and let's go on to the questions. This is audience participation. Yeah. <clears throat> Abdeel says, hey, what's up, you two? Hey, hey Abdeel. Abdeel. Abby says, hello. Hey, Abby. That's it. Are you serious? No asking anything. So you can announce our big announcement. <clears throat> well, we're going back on the road again. Mm-hmm. Um, Wink is live. So you can buy Or was it the wedding announcement? No, it was about the seminar. Oh, okay. Seminar. We're, we're not talking about that? No. Okay. Maybe next show. Um, don't even make people like think that that's a joke everybody all right considering <laughs> i'm actually wearing jewelry today they're probably like see did you see the ring on her hand <laughs> this is my grandmother's ring okay we're not married so so, so <laughs> not in the cards um we're 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 back on the road after um being off the road for about a year and a half two years and uh if you look at our instagram um, uh, page and Facebook page today. Um, it explains why we did a video, a nice video. Joel edited a nice video about that. Um, we took between COVID and moving and starting our new online course company. Uh, we took time off from being on the road, and then we were perusing through some old videos of seminars. I don't even know how we got on that. Three nights ago, four nights ago, maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe somebody mentioned something about doing I think we've been like kind of feeling like we wanted yeah. to. And and then and we're like, oh my gosh, like how could we not? How could we not go back on the road? I was on the road for nine years. Nine years. 
300 seminars. Nine years. It's a long time. So now we're going back on the road. And our first seminar is in Pearson, Florida. And um, there's a uh, uh, the link I think you put up already, correct? I put it up on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. And um, on Instagram, if you go to our bio, you'll see the link right in the bio. Um, you can go into the bio and you can see um, the link. Um, we should probably turn that into a, uh, a, a chat. I um, put in a seminar, type in seminar, and they'll get information about their seminars. Why don't we mm. do that tomorrow, maybe, if you're interested in the Florida seminar, all right? Um, so uh, we're excited. We've, we've, we, we have a lot of people make suggestions. Come to my town, come to my time, come to my town. The thing is, we can go to every city in every town, I mean, sorry, in every state in the United States and do a seminar, but we don't do that. We're only going to be doing two in 2023 and maybe six to eight in 2024. They'll be spread out across the country. Um, most people drive six hours minimum to our seminars, but it's not unusual to do eight, 10, 12 hours. And Wasn't there even, someone who drove like 30 or something like that? Um, Australia, 36 is the record. They Dang. drove from Perth all the way to Cairns. Um, across the country with three dogs. Yeah. Damn. And going across, going through the middle of Australia, that's an interesting, that's an interesting hey, trope. That's like where like the creatures live. There's a, there's a couple of, there's a, Deadly. there's a famous movie Freaky. out. There's a, there's a famous movie out about the middle of Australia. So, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Lita says, do you have to teach a calm state of mind, place, sit, etc., before teaching walking? No. No, I mean, not at all. But but you definitely don't want an overly aroused dog to be teaching it how to walk. You want to eliminate that arousal. You want a calm dog. But it doesn't have to have a perfectly calm mind. It can still learn to heal even while it's struggling with over-arousal. But if you've got a dog that's out of control, jumping, um, uh, 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 you, have to, you, you can stop that easily. But you can easily stop that with a bonker no bonk right at the beginning of the walk, even before you go go out the out of out of the house. We've got a great walking course. Um, uh, uh, if you go to um, if you go to Solid Canine Academy, and you then on the front page you'll see at the very bottom for a free walking course. Click here. You don't have to put your credit card in. It's a true free course. You just put in your name and your email, so we know where to email it to you because it's a digital product. And it's emailed to you. That's it. That's it. You don't have to buy anything. And then I'll teach you how to get an incredible, incredible walk. Jeannie said, so glad to hear of in-person seminars. Yes, thank you. We are, they are life-changing. The great thing about that is we will be videotaping them. We've always done videotaping, but we're going to be doing a lot of videotaping them. Joelle will. And we'll be editing them and turning them into courses. Mm -hmm. So... That's gonna be a lot of. That's gonna be really great. So, I um, mean, won't be the same as being there, but you'll learn a lot. You'll learn a lot. Next, uh, Jessica, what is your process, advice, suggestions of introducing your new puppy eight to twelve weeks into a household with an adult dog and a toddler? Three. That's a one-on-one -on -one online consult, which you can find also at Solid Canine Academy, and you can book an online consult because that is a risk of. Um, a dead dog or a jumped on scratched child or a, a bite a dog that bites the child. I don't know the, the puppy. I don't know the child. 
and I don't know the dog and I don't know you, that's the problem. Those are all variables in this mix. I will suggest that the child learn right away. You said toddler. So that means the child knows the word no. I would suggest not picking up the dog, not pestering the dog, not bothering the dog. I would suggest that the dog learn a structured routine. Crate train that dog. Tell the child to leave the dog alone whenever it's resting. Um, as far as the other dog, if the other dog is friendly, is it friendly with puppies though? A lot of dogs don't like puppy energy. So mm. they don't like a dog jumping up in its face, licking it, always disturbing its sleep. Um, if, the, if the other dog is a good puppy raiser and gives a quick snap or growl when that happens, let it play out. If that's as far as it goes, the, other, the puppy should run away screaming and learn a lesson. And that's, leave it, let that be. You, you wouldn't correct your older dog for that. First, you work on um, being more careful than anything. Some people just bring home the puppy and like saw too many Disney films, um, which everybody should stop watching anyway. And uh, they assume that everyone's going to just get along. And unfortunately, like after the Rodney King incident, that just does not happen. So, slow. But the biggest thing is a structured routine with your puppy. We have a puppy raising course on our academy because you want to start training on day one. And it's all done with, with the dog's daily food and with lots and lots of reps. Um, and I don't know how well you behaved or trained your other dog is. And I don't know if your child listens to you or not. We have seen children that literally will do the opposites. Say, don't pick up the dog. And they literally will walk over and pick up the dog right in front of you and, and like stick out their tongue. I mean, I've seen <laughs> extremely disrespectful children before. And I can't imagine having that. Um, teenagers, I get. But children, um, no. Next. Abdil said, went down a rabbit hole on e-callers, asked an accomplished trainer her thoughts on it during a live. She's very much against them. For every one person using it right, there are hundreds using it wrong. And she knows this how. And she knows this how. So she's against using Was that it. her answer or are you saying that, Abdil? Like, so, is that your opinion or is that hers? So, okay, so let's say, that, let's say that's her opinion. Then why doesn't she use them? So I, See, I call bullshit. I call bullshit. So if she feels the reason, so no, I don't use them. And for everyone using it right, 100 people use it wrong. So why doesn't she become one of the people that uses it right and teaches people how to use it right through in-person training and through courses? So I call bullshit. That is a cut and paste response. She probably has no idea how to use one. Can't train yeah, a weird. can't train a dog on one. Because if you learn the tool, you'd be empowering people. And to use them. she's an accomplished dog trainer. What does that mean? Mm. What does accomplish? Oh, she wins obedience titles. Okay. With what dogs? With perfectly selected dogs. People that win obedience titles pick out specific dogs, specific temperaments. The average family dog right now 
is not going to be winning any titles. So what does accomplished mean? Mm. What does accomplished mean? So I call bullshit. That's, that's reading between the lines. Next. Carol says, been to two of your seminars and learned so much. Thank you. Thank you. This is where I expose the lies and the hypocrisy of dog training. Just right there. That's a great example of where I do it, where everybody else would probably bow down to this person. I'd be like, she might be a great dog trainer. I won't, I'm not, I wouldn't take that away from her. But what does she train? Does she rehab aggression? Does she stop resource guarding? Can she train? Can she train a bomb-proof recall off prey with a dog in drive? What is it? What does that mean? What does accomplished dog trainer mean? Next, Lita said it's called sit on the dog. It's like the place command. Oh, sitting on the dog, like what when you tether it to you and never let, like never let it make a decision on its own. Well, what's that? She's asking if you should sit on the dog before teaching it. No. to walk proper. No, 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 no need to, no need to at all. No need to at all. No need to actually do the sit on the dog protocol either. No, no need to. No, we no. Do that. No need to do BAT protocols either. BAT is a waste of time. You know? No, we don't like micromanaging dogs. We want them to just make good choices. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You, you, all of this is to avoid applying a punisher. So instead of doing that, apply the punisher, start training the dog. You can get more accomplished in one week that these folks can in one, two, three months. Next. Let's see. Kirsten, I'm working with one of my dogs and she seems to understand place when I use food, but not so much when I stop. I'm learning she is a stubborn, stubborn little thing. Then I start to doubt myself and stop using the e-collar thinking that maybe she doesn't really understand. Should I just stick with e-collar and out-stubborn her? So well, hold on though. If you're doing e-collar conditioning, you could still technically be using food. But if you, but if your dog's already conditioned, you can you stop. Okay. First of all, we have got a four-step process. I think she's in our program. So what stage of e-collar are you at? Because when you're doing escape conditioning and even some of the NCS, we're still using food. Right. But if you've done a hundred reps already, food should probably be going away. Or at least variable. Right. So chances are you're not holding the dog accountable. So if you've done 100 reps and the dog absolutely uses food, it's time for NCS. It might even be time for correction. Mm -hmm. So you might not be using the e-collar to the, to the best of its abilities. But we have a, if you follow our program, you'll, you'll, be, you'll rapidly get your dog through it. So it's not that your dog is stubborn. It's that you might have trained the dog to only work if it gets paid. Next. Abdil said, this frustrates me as the e-collar has really connected me with my dog. I've been able to do things I've never been able to do before. So it's really interesting to her different perspectives. Right. Well, this is the thing though, Abdil. Her perspective is her perspective. Because she's accomplished, that doesn't mean anything. I am an accomplished dog trainer. I can't train agility. I can't do bite work. I can't do trick training. I can't do odor work. I can't do competition obedience. I can't do show dog, but I'm an accomplished trainer. What's an accomplished trainer? I've been training for 20 years, 10,000 dogs. I save tons of dogs from being killed. I make dogs um, um, incredibly well behaved. I stop aggression. I train all on leash and off leash obedience. I make people's lives better. 
I would consider myself an accomplished trainer, but I also know what I can't do. I know, I don't know how to pick out the perfect puppy. Don't know. Don't hire me to pick out a puppy. Wouldn't know what to do. Send me into an animal shelter. I'll knock off every dog one by one down the row and train them. You know, so like, what does accomplished mean? So don't worry about it. So you yourself just said, it's a great tool for you and you've been able to do more than any, any, uh, than anything else. Well, there's your answer for you. So this person's opinion and my opinion doesn't matter. Right? Next. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Aromas coast is weird question. My dog is obsessed with trash bags, but only when you shake them open prior to putting them in the trash can. She gets super excited and jumps how to stop. We put her in sit or down stay, but she immediately jumps up when she hears the bag. Right. Okay. So you're using obedience to try to stop an unwanted behavior. Have you communicated with your dog that going after the trash bag and jumping up is unacceptable? So have you applied a punisher for the behavior that you're trying to get rid of? And this is a classic example of when you apply a punisher. So you're putting the dog into a sit, it knows sit, that's great. Putting it into a down, it knows down, that's great. Does it though know how to not get overly excited or even, well, let's make it even simpler than that. It's also breaking command around a distraction. So if the dog truly knew down around high levels of distraction, you could be able to shake 10 trash bags in front of this dog. If you follow our Green to Graduate program, or when the dog is in a down, there's a bunch of ways you can stop this. Put the dog in a down, take out the trash bag. If the dog breaks down, say no, correct the dog with either a leash pop or remote collar stem, put the dog back into a down. Do that 10 times. You'll, the dog will stay, start holding it down better. And then you wave the bag around slowly. And then you wave the bag around fast. And then you open up the bag. Can or cannot the dog do a downstay? That's, that's what it is. Now, you can also have the dog not in command at all. You can teach the dog the out command. Out away from people is a free video on YouTube but it can be used for anything. It technically means get out of here. So you take out the bag, the dog first train the out command. It's just a step-by-step step by step video on YouTube. You get the bag, the dog comes over, right? You say out and the dog moves away. If the dog doesn't move away, then we show in the video, it shows you how to troubleshoot those things. So what you're doing is you haven't applied a punisher for either breaking a known command or to stop an unwanted behavior. Next. Jeannie said audio on my end is breaking up. Is this happening to anyone else? I don't know. Nobody's mentioned it. Abdil said, yes, exactly. You nailed it. This is helping understand the difference. She trains competition dogs and yes, she selects them from top breeders. Of course she does. There we go. So that's, so that's what I mean. So, so I, I would, I would, I would challenge her. Not, not, this is just um, not real, but it can be real. I would challenge her to get a dog 
that is has no food drive, okay, that is on the spectrum of learning, can't connect the dots, that's like from your average family and do what she does. She can probably make progress, but it's probably not going to win any awards. It's not going to win any awards. So what happens is when you see Pete, that's no, it's no different than this, Abdiel. How many times do you see a dog training, how to train your dog video being advertised? And they're using a Malinois in the ad. And it's weaving in and out of the, 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 the trainer's legs, doing a swing finish, doing all these circles. That's smoke and mirrors. It's a Malinois. Malinois always look good when they work, historically. Historically. It's a Malinois. They're fast. They like are flashy. Mm. Right? It's like watching a cattle dog work. Watching dogs herd sheep. It's freaking incredible and beautiful to watch. But they're very select dogs. Next. Abdiel said, I never understood the other side of those against the e-collar. So hearing your thoughts around this is so very helpful. Thank you for your explanation. Yeah. Most people that are against an e-collar, I will say almost all people that are against an e-collar have never either used one or seen someone train a dog on them that actually has e-collar skills. Yep. That's just the way it is. That's just, just, the, that's just the way. It's just the way it is. Because... If they did, they wouldn't be against them. Exactly. Hallie says, what about fearful dog? Took a long time to get him to walk. But my thought is, if he is scared at a place he has been fine with, after a year of working to get him walking, sometimes he will just not budge. Thoughts? Does he smell danger? Lots of bears, wildlife, etc. I do not feel okay correcting what could be real danger. Okay. So, not to, like, just to put this in scale for everybody, that could have been accomplished in a couple of days, if not a week. And I'm not saying that from a uh, sense of cockiness, but I'm saying we work dogs through fear all the time. An e-collar is your best friend when it comes to working with fearful dogs. A lot of people will say that would be terrible. And I would say, how many dogs have you trained that are fearful on an e-collar? I personally have trained thousands of them, truly fearful dogs, dogs that when they go outside and they see something move, they shit and they piss and they flatten themselves and they don't budge. So you can accomplish, you can get a good walk in about a week because normally you can get a good walk in a day from a dog. So you can work the dog through fear. You can work the dog through fear. And if the dog doesn't budge, I got lots of ways to get a dog to move. We deal with this all the time. So we see this all the time. It's not unique to you. And as far as like smelling danger, you're looking way too deep into it. Way too deep into it. So it's the bottom line is this. You're a dog. You have four legs. I know how to train you. I train a dog how to heal. We're going to heal today. And that's the attitude you go into it with. And believe it or not, dogs buy into it whether they want to or not. Next. Terry said, funny what I did with any trash bags for my fearful German shepherd. Now, instead of running away, hiding, she comes running to me, wanting to be petted with it. LOL. Yep. Glad she knows out too. Yep. You can, you can flip, you can flip everything. Mm -hmm. You can flip everything. Yep. 
Aromas Coast that appreciate the help. Send the sun and warm weather north, please. Yeah, it's been a terrible summer. Up well, or you can move to a warmer climate because New England is getting less <laughs> and less like like warm weather. Cursed or something. I don't even know. The weather's just been so terrible there for like years, I feel like. The past like five years. That's one of the reasons why we moved. Yeah. Yep. Joel was just up there and for. Like, oh, it's just this summer. It's like I feel like I was saying that though for like years. Oh, it's just this year. It's just this year. Joel was up just up there for eleven days in August, and she had one day of sunshine. Yeah. Think about that in August in New England. Next. Um, Kirsten said, I've done, oh, you already read that hundred reps. Um, Kim, hey Kim. hey, Kim. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I was so excited today to see an owner trainer wearing his company shirt with the word balanced in it. I said, so you use prong and e-collar as tools? He proudly said, yes. That was the beginning of an awesome conversation. Virginia is waiting for you next year. Election year. LOL. I will be close we'll be there. by. I think, are we going to do the place that she mentioned? I don't know. I called Kim. I called her up. I left up a message on her cell phone. You might want to give her a call and just to tell her like a little bit more about us. Yeah. Next. Uh, Aromas Co. said 68 and raining today. Wow. Abdiel yeah. um, said all the time, smoke and mirrors. Yep. A lot of smoke and mirrors. A lot of smoke and mirrors. Um, Wild Okidoki says dog wraps legs around my leg when playing tug. Is that dominance? No. Thank you. It's not. It's not dominance at all. Well, five dog trainers, five answers. It's just your dog is playing. That's what they do. That's what they do. So you can stop that and teach the dog how to properly play tug, which the dog should be backing up. So if a dog is properly backing up when it's tugging, it yeah, can't it shouldn't be, be wrapping, it, it shouldn't be wrapping its legs around you because, the, because its, its legs, the body position is like this and it's tugging backwards and it's using its front paws for leverage on the ground. Unless it's like a little dog and then it's like jumping up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm envisioning. Yep. And also dogs can growl when they play tug. That's not a correctable offense. Next. Mm -hmm. Hallie said, what do you do with a dog that is not food motivated? My dog has never responded to food for training except at home. So a lot of dogs like out in public, when they're nervous, they don't have any food drive. It's very common. That's why... You should know many ways to train a dog besides food because food often fails. And ironically, we train with food. We food train dogs, but we also know it has its limitations. So that's where you need to learn compulsion or leash pressure. So you need to learn how to train with leash pressure. Also, remote collar, shock collar, remote collar, e-collar, they're all the same thing. Train with, with that. All dogs, 100% of dogs, can be trained with an e-cower 100 percent food probably only half probably only half the dogs out there because here's a great example with you inside it works outside it doesn't therefore outside it can't be trained with food so it fails that's why there's you need to know as many ways as possible next uh, applause for the dogs. Dog is insanely whiny when guests come over. The e-collar, even on high, seems to overstimulate the dog. Right. Don't feel comfortable using the bonker in front of certain people. What do you suggest? Role play it with the people that you feel comfortable with. Always say no first. The, the, the role of the bonker is for the dog to understand the word no. 
that is what the role is. Like most dogs that you bonk, you don't got to bonk for maybe ever again, maybe a year. Oh my God, my dog started to do this behavior again. Let me bring out the bonker. But if you bonk properly, you can get off the bonker after a couple of times. So get people that don't have a problem with it and role play it. And you're saying no, and you bonk. And then you can, what happens is if you're using a remote collar too high, that can kick in over arousal. Next. Bully Strong, have you scheduled a 2024 mastermind yet? No, we haven't. We probably are not going to be doing a in-person mastermind, but we've got something else coming out. Very exciting. Yes. Which will be able to help more people build their business. <clears throat> I think way more efficiently, too. Yep. It's going to be like yep. chef's kiss. We're bringing Tony in for that one. We're bringing out the big guns. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Kelly Grace tips for a Velcro dog, what boundaries to have in place? So when you've got a dog that's Velcro dog, and if people want to familiar with Velcro dog, it's one that follows you around everywhere, clings to your leg, leans into your leg. Everyone's got a different, a little bit of a slightly different definition of it. So, excuse me. So what you're going to do is this, teach it place and teach it out. Place command, dog goes to a dog bed stays there also teaches a good downstay out is get out of here dog so what you can do is you can do a lot of things you can sit down call your dog over to you pet your dog then tell it out you're done with it also if a dog comes into your space when it doesn't want to you can say out get your dog away from you so you're teaching your dog now to respect your bubble more to respect your bubble some people will say why does the dog do that well, I can sound smart and tell you why, but I'd rather just tell you how to how to stop it. Well, I didn't know what you were going to do if you are like cry chop gonna, me in the yeah, throat or something. Throat chop you. I don't know. I'm getting trapped. It, it, would, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first you time. You weren't saying anything out of line. Oh my God, you act like you're afraid of me. Sometimes I'll go to hug <laughs> Jeff and he'll flinch. And then I feel really bad. I'm like, oh. Well... <laughs> PTSD. You do it it's like a lot too. PTSD. <laughs> Usually you coming towards me is in a non-friendly manner. I'm like, wow. Yeah, well, maybe you should think about that for a little bit. I've been conditioned. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Maybe you just because you say so many inappropriate things, I just have to slap you. That's not the situation we're talking about. Kirsten, is inter-housemate dog aggression at the fence um, when above threshold because of the neighbor's dog on the other side of the fence? Something that can be worked on independently. I'm working. I'm wondering how you stimulate that to practice at or above threshold. So what you do is first do one dog at a time outside. Correct the dog at the highest level for a minimum of five seconds. It's not pretty. It's not fun to watch. Now the dog understands not to fence fight. Do it with a second dog. Dog understands not to fence fight. Then you do it with both dogs. Next. Uh, Callie said, I already read that one. Let's see. Callie said, but he is strong and confident there most days. It's just on occasion. Yeah, that's what we train for. That's what we train for. The 1%. We train for on occasion. 
we train for, so I shoot guns and I train for when I have, like, I've never had to shoot anybody. But in Florida, you can carry. So I train for what if, what if, what if. So what, what am I willing to do to protect my loved ones? Which, oh, is, which is, which is, which, what's that? I don't think you turned YouTube comments on. Someone's on Rumble saying that we haven't read any YouTube and we haven't. They're like all Facebook, I think. Yes, I did. I turned it on this afternoon. On um, this afternoon, I double checked. Let's see if it. I'm not seeing any YouTube questions come through at all. Let me see Shit. if it's stuck. Sorry, Wait. guys. You might have to jump on Rumble. We might have messed up. Well, I messed up. I'm in charge now. No. Good. Hmm. It's weird. I'm not seeing any YouTube questions. And then Brom said, "Are you seeing YouTube chat questions? I haven't heard you go over any of those questions." No. I've got. I've got. It on. Unless it's a YouTube error. Yeah, I got it on. So if you guys are watching on YouTube, they're not coming through. They're not, they're not coming through, but I've got it toggled on. So you might want to jump on to... Um, yeah. Someone commented on the chat that the chat moved. On it YouTube? moved? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That's weird. Yep. Um, oh, if the chat box moved... Then people just have to find it. Mm-hmm. It might look like it. So it might look different. It might look different. It might look different. Because we're on like YouTube right now. We're on StreamYard, which right. is its own separate thing, but then it streams to YouTube. Right, right. So our screen's gonna look way different than your right. screen. So StreamYard, what it does is, it's it's uh it's like the hub, and it and and you pick where what things you want to get to go to. So it's opening up to my business page on Facebook, my personal page on Facebook, on YouTube, my business YouTube page, and my Rumble page. And they're all, they all come in. And in a, the way it looks on yeah, it's the, like all Facebook coming through. Yeah, so, so weird. Yep. Yeah. Um, Abdiel said, Jeff, how did you get into dog training? Did you have a mentor? Was it just years of trial and error? Years of trial and error. And I, cause I had a really badly behaved dog 20 years ago and nobody could help me. And this is before even social media was around. So lots of trial and error. Next. Kim said, I will follow up. Did you get her email? Yes, I did. Thank you. Hallie said, ha, in my childhood days, my mom had a rolled up newspaper, bonker equivalent perhaps, but worked. It's different than a bonker because you can't project it as far. Also, there you don't usually release the newspaper. But the concept, though, is a little bit similar. The bonker is much more effective, though. Um, for uh, numerous reasons, you and can, softer. you can, it's softer. You can apply more. It's more, you can project it, but dogs definitely don't like things being thrown at them. Next. Um, wild okie dogie said Jeff is a nervous, fearful dog. Oh, when I make quick movements. Well, Joel growing up with brothers has no problem um, with rib punches, and um, it's only when you <laughs> chase me. Remember in Greece, you were chasing me, and I like really, when? I really laid into you for that. What was I, I had like PTSD from people chasing me because of my brothers. 
remember it was like 10 o'clock at night we're screaming we're joking around obviously i'm like they're gonna think i'm like getting murdered in here and I, like i punched your right here like hard you were like oh my god <laughs> it's not what i remember Michael, don't chase me that's, what I got. that's not what a memory from greece <laughs> a lot of other things i remember in greece but that, I that I don't remember. Maybe, uh, maybe I blocked it out. Maybe. Yeah. LaDonna said, I tried the boop with a bowl, a roll of paper towels with my GSD this week, and then later said, no, that's enough. She stopped along with our golden. My husband said, wow, that was quick. Yeah. Because effective dog training is quick. So what I always tell people is this. After one session with a good dog trainer, your life should dramatically change. And I'm not, I'm, I'm being very, very sincere. After one session with a good dog trainer, like it's a one hour session, your life should dramatically change. If we're talking about training in a wanted behavior or stopping an unwanted behavior, as far as stopping an unwanted behavior, we can leave aggression out of this for now because that's a little more intense. But for stopping most unwanted behaviors in five to 10 minutes, your life should dramatically change from if you use, if you go to a effective dog trainer next. Um, Tommy surf house said, thanks for our call today, Jeff, very helpful. And we're optimistic about our crazy dog Penelope. Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Yeah. That was an intense phone call for an intense problem. Intense dog named Penelope. Yep. I feel like they all are. Do you call her Penny for short? Because I feel like every dog that we get in named Penny or Penelope, they're always crazy. It's like something about that name. LaDonna said, "I the that's enough was later. She stopped barking at the pool guy. Good. Good. Nate. Oh, were you done? No, I was just saying you might want to switch it to no, but bottom line is it worked. Nate says, my seven-month-old Pyrenees is starting to be super stubborn. She sometimes refuses to walk with me and bucks like a horse, yep. shows teeth, cries. She's normally so good on the leash. I don't know what to do when she throws these tantrums. Help. Yep. So you have a seven-month-old dog. <laughs> a Pyrenees at that. So do you, were you a good teenager or a not-so-good teenager? If you're a not-so-good teenager, you can relate to this. So your dog is displaying assholery. <laughs> so it's very common. Wait until it's nine months old. You're going to be surprised. So what you're going to do is you're going to start now. And what you're going to do is, if you have our Green to Graduate program, you're going to start training your dog to a higher level of obedience. That doesn't mean competition obedience. It's just a higher level meaning down really does mean down no matter what's going on. Place means place no matter what's going on. I expect you to heal next to me no matter what is going on. I am going to stop all the unwanted behaviors. And if you're going to buck like a Bronco on a walk or um, what, what, what was the situation where the dog is doing something? Um, showing teeth, crying. Showing teeth, Doesn't right. Doesn't want to walk. Doesn't want to walk, right. Your dog is objecting to you now. You would say no and use a bonker. No, bonk. It's like, are you effing kidding me? You're going to show your teeth? Really? And we're just going for a walk? So your dog right now is starting to really push the limits. Don't let it happen. You've got a great Pyrenees. 
Great Pyrenees are capable of creating great harm to humans and easily can kill a dog. So don't let it get out of control. Don't let it get out of control. Next. Callie says best ways to build leadership with dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Don't be a softie. Um, or if you're a softie, you better also have, be able to, you know, be, yeah, be dominant. But dominant doesn't mean you're dominating your dog. It means being a proper leader, not a boss, but a leader. So number one, what's your dog's level of obedience? So how not to be a, what was the question? How not to be a softie? No, best ways to build leadership. To build leadership. You said okay. don't be a softie. Okay. I wasn't sure which, who said what first. So best way to be a leader. Number one, does your dog know all basic commands? If your dog breaks the command, do you know how to get your dog to correct your dog to not break command? Are you holding your dog accountable? We have a leadership course. Um, if you go to. Uh, I posted the link, but it's on Instagram, so I won't be able to click it. If you go to our old website, it's on there for free still. Academy.solidcaninetraining.com. If you go to our courses and you look up um, like first day with a new training dog leadership, it's free. Yeah. And you can just watch it. It's like an hour long live training we did. Everything is all about accountability. It's not about like you eating before the dog or you going out the front door before the dog. It's more about just everything is a, you're being held accountable. You don't do things without permission. Um, we've got crate drills. We have threshold drills. There is um, get out of my way drills, spatial pressure drills. There is you know, a dog holding command and not just being able to do whatever it wants to. Um, you, you take away free roaming right now. Watch your affection. Um, make sure you teach your, hold your dog accountable for either breaking a command or if, like we teach all this stuff in our courses. Like these are all like, like you're asking a very short question, which is a, which is a five hour course response. Um, but or we can also do that in a half an hour consult and I can really just bang some ideas out for you, but it's very common. So for some interesting reason, when somebody brings a dog into us, we establish leadership within the first day, usually mm -hmm. within the first day. It's, and that's not because we're being mean to the dog. There's a theory out there. A lot of people out there, they will say you are being mean to the dog. And it's like, do you realize what these animals, these apex predators are capable of? You have an apex predator living in your home, possibly if you have children, with your kids, with other dogs, with possibly a cat. And then you're taking this apex predator outside in the community where there are all these things as well. And you are demanding that this dog behave. So people have got to realize also the power that a dog has. If you've ever seen a terrier or a chihuahua, a chihuahua killing a mouse, the friendliest chihuahua in the world should, when they see a mouse, grab it, snap it in seconds. Your average terrier should be able to grab a rat, snap it in seconds. The friendliest, most loving terrier in the world will turn into that apex predator that it is 
when it comes upon a rodent. So I remember once, this goes back a while ago, um, when I was married and I got a phone call that two of my dogs were ripping apart a mole. And I was only, work was only a mile from home. So like in whatever, four minutes, I came home, I went in the backyard and I think it was Jackie and Kira and one had um, the mole by the, by the back end, one had it by the head Ugh. and they were playing tug with it. It's disgusting. And um, Poor mole. Yeah. Well, the mole's dead, you know. It's terrible. But I'm just saying it's like, and these are dogs that are very friendly dogs. They are great family pets. They don't get into dog fights. But they're animals. They're animals. And we have to understand that. So when a dog kills a cat and people get worried that the dog's going to harm the child, I'm like, it's not connected. It's just not connected. All right. We have nine minutes and a lot of questions to get through. Um, On Rumble, Billy says, yo, 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 got the puppy itch. Been looking at female corsos. Can you say puppy breath? Billy. No, Billy. Don't do it. Don't do it, Billy. Don't do it. Wait, wait, wait another year, Billy. Yeah, wait till Vader's at least two. Wait, wait. wait. Well, no, even even older. Wait yeah. till wait till Vader's three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Britt said, You got it. I found a balance trainer after one session years ago. My life changed. I knew all other training was a waste. Um, now I'm here with you both, taking it to the next level. Thank you. Good for you. Good for Good you. For you. Uh, Carrie says snuggle buns here. Took my service dog and training to Home Depot today to train around the Halloween decorations. Wow, that's out already. Yep. It's freaking August. This one animatronic flipped its face around and screamed. He was a little freaked out at first, but self corrected in his downstay. Awesome. We awesome. kept working through it till he was pretty solid at the end and giving me calm eye contact when the doll was screaming. I'm so proud of him. Yeah, recovery is important. I mean, a dog could be startled, but what's the recovery time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Holly. Hey, Holly. Would you use a slip lead for two-pound cavapoo? Have family using food, sound, lures for follow now. He's nine weeks old and max weight estimated only 12 pounds. Planning micro-prong at 16 weeks with family. Always appreciate you guys. Yeah, you might not even need a micro-prong. Just, yeah, just, a, little, just a little slip lead and tons of food still. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're talking like a shoestring slip lead. And I know that dog's probably so short. So what I would do is take a long chuck it stick, like the biggest one. And put some peanut butter inside of it, and then you use that to lure. Yeah. So you don't have to be bending over, breaking your back yeah. the whole time. Yeah. It's good to teach heel. Nate says, I'm still using a prong collar. I usually just casually walk forward with her. She's very good on heel and basic commands. But out of nowhere, she just bucks and protests. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So you have to be able to shut that down real quick. You can just do a no with an extremely strong... To the, if you hear your dog on the left... To the right and a little bit downward leash pop. No, correct. Next. <clears throat> Callie says, I struggle to balance not correcting enough and nagging. That's the exact same thing. No, this is, she's saying she's struggling with it. Oh, oh. I mean, if you're nagging, you're underwhelming your dog. And if you're not correcting at all, you're telling your dog it's, accept- it's acceptable. So both things are going to not get you the results that you want. So if instead of nagging your dog, 
correct firmer, if it's on the remote collar, dial up. And if you feel like, and if you're not correcting at all, just remember you're giving your dog permission. You're giving your dog permission to do what you don't want. So the lack of a correction is a reward. Next. Avi said, assholery is my new favorite word. That's a good one, right? It is a good one, yes. LaDonna said, yes, no, got it. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. I got got a couple other words, too. Holly says, two-pound cavapoo continued. Sent them your puppy course and started coaching the kids and the mom on handling, routine, kennel, threshold, etc. Just trying to figure out how to get puppy to stay in the bubble without being carried everywhere. Well, you know the thing, though? A little freaking cavapoo, they're fun to carry around. You know, I'd start handling that dog left and right, though, I'll tell you that much. I'd start picking up that dog, do pickup training. That doesn't mean go to the local bar and pick up pick up people. It means, like, we, we do that with little dogs all the time, knowing that they're going to be picked up. Mm. We also do um, go jump in your carrier training. You know, your little, you know, your little carrier bag training. But um, a dog that small, it's going to get picked up a lot. Next. Um, let's see. Billy, I oh know, Avi said, took both dogs for a walk today. Went better than I thought. Good for you. Proud of you, Avi. Billy, Vader ate my truck at sick. I left it on the couch when I was in my office. Took about nine minutes. Been pooping blue plastic all day. Uh-oh. That's not That is good. not good. That's not good I'm surprised he would do that. Yeah, surprised you like that's not yeah. Well he's she also changed since we've seen him. True. I mean he was still a puppy technically. True. Yeah. Hallie, my dog will hold command to the point. Um, will not cross to the next room if called. How do I fix this? I have to go to him to get him to cross the threshold. So your dog doesn't understand either break or recall. So what you do is get a long line and practice your recall training, okay? Um, start it closer and then work it up to a distance. So recall is recall is recall. So get yourself a 25 foot line, practice your recall training. And again, if, if you want a fully off leash trained dog, we have a program called um, green to graduate, green to graduate. And if you go to, um, if you go to solid canine Academy, all right, solid canine Academy. And if you go to courses and services, we list all the courses right there. And then you will see green to graduate is right here. Green to graduate two is just as good too, okay. if not better. Yep. Just saying it. You got green to graduate one and green to graduate two. And all, and then also um, we have chaos to control, which is coming up. This is going to be a live leash reactivity, which is going to be fantastic. Yep. So if your dog is bucking on the leash, going crazy. Yeah, that might be good for or you. Or just doesn't even have a good heel in general. Like yeah. you'll learn all that in this course. You don't necessarily need to have a leash reactive dog. If you just want to teach your dog how to ignore shit on the walk, right, right. this is a good but course. But whoever had the seven-month-old Great Pyrenees, this yeah. might be a good course for you as well. Even stuff, because I'm sure these dogs bark out the window, right? These little schnauzers. These dogs bark at everything. So it's like if your dog barks at the doorbell, barks at stuff outside, charge the front door, like we're going to be covering all that too. This is not focused just on the walk, FYI. It's everything. Yeah. It's how you live with your dog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Holly said, thanks. That's super creative with the chocolate stick, Joel. Searching for super thin slip lead now. Yeah. They make them. They make them. Um, probably use a show lead. Holly said, thanks. Yes, lots of calm handling and food luring into the kennel. Thanks so much. Nice. Billy said, he's 20 months old today. Taking the boys to the cafe for breakfast tomorrow. First time there since we moved. Nice. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Send us a photo. Hallie said, thank you. You're welcome. Nate said, thanks again. We'll definitely be looking into your programs. Just a bit tight on money right yeah, now. Our, our, our programs are, are extremely well-priced. Cheaper than a council with me, and you can – cheaper than a dog trainer. You can fully off-leash train your dog. I mean, that's like $1,000 worth of training right there for 197 Yeah. The Green to Graduate course. Yeah. It's really, really great. Um, that's everything. We made it yep. through all of them. We also have a lot of free stuff on YouTube. Mm -hmm. A lot of free stuff on YouTube. Just, just in general, there's a lot of free stuff out there. A lot of free stuff out there. Yeah. So. Carrie said they will change your life with your dog. Yep. Wild Okie Dokie, have time for a 30-minute consult tonight or tomorrow. Doing Green to Graduate. Awesome, of course. Not tonight. Nope. I, I started my day at 3 a.m. So tomorrow? Tomorrow, Saturday. Yeah, I can get you in tomorrow. I've got, um, yeah, I'll do it when Angelo's at chess. Mm. Angelo's got chess between 11 and 1. So I'll bring my laptop with me. So I have to, I sit there and I supervise. You know, it's in a public place. It's in a public place. So I can most likely do it tomorrow. Um, uh, so if you if you go to Sally Canine Academy, purchase it, I'll send you an email and we'll schedule it for tomorrow and then I'll send you the link. All right. All right, everybody. Billy said, where's the seminar? Oh, yeah, Billy, you're close. Oh, Billy, yeah. Pearson. It's in Pearson, Florida. Pearson, yeah. Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys want to join, the link is in our Instagram bio. Yep. It'll take you right to the sales page of the seminar. It's November 4th, 5th. It's in Pearson, Florida. And that is our in-person live, live. two-day workshop. You can bring your dog or come as an audit spot. So there's working spots and audit spots. Working spots come with actually a free course. Mm -hmm. And audit spots come with a 50% off coupon for a course. So you save $200 or $100 included yep. in the price of the ticket. And we actually lowered the price of the audit tickets this year to because we can fill up we're, a lot of the venues we're doing are larger venues. So we can we can fill up more when you have an audit spot. It's just it's I can only work with so many dogs, 15 dogs, but but people like you can have as many people there as possible as you want. Um, Elizabeth said, I've appreciated all you guys do. I've seen great results with my dachshund Remy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, dachshunds are fun. You know, but you get a lot of these small dogs. We're using um, Courtney's dachshund in our trick training course right now. Right. It's, it's so fun. funny. It, it's funny because they're um, actually very smart. Uh, Joelle's sister Janelle, who has who, who had three dachshunds, she's the one that's pregnant, about to um, have a child. Three highly untrained dogs, and um, they got their mother a dachshund, and unfortunately, her mother passed. Um, Joel's mother passed and now they have this, um, fully trained dachshund. So Janelle took it 
So it's just ironic. It's just really funny how there's like really one really well-trained dachshund and three highly untrained dachshunds. <laughs> it's it's so, interesting. Love you, Janelle. I love her dogs. I really do. Yes. It's just going to be crazy with the babies. That's like, smart. thankfully, they're all sweet. They should be. But trained. they don't know anything. Right. They should be baby-proofed. Except how to kill stuff in her yard. Yes, which is fine. Yes. All right. All right, guys. Take care, everybody. I hope everybody has a fantastic night. Fantastic. We, we, love, we love you all. And uh, jump over to Solid Canine Academy and your life will change. All right? Take care, everybody. Good night. Bye-bye.